another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, and tier teardrops and toy haulers they have the right size rv for any vehicle all covered by their exclusive rv warranty forever game days remote work getaways and family vacations are all better in an rv from mid-america rv experience travel like never before find out more at midamericarv.com today is an exciting little friday happy friday to all of our listeners and tomorrow is an even more exciting day as we will be at pitt state for a fantastic tailgate and it's so us that we wait till like the week before to plan everything and get it lined out but it is going to be but we're day we're, we're still yeah, i'm week, still uh, doing it uh hey, can you get uh, us some coffee <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, gonna pop, probably have some coffee and donuts and hot dogs and uh, other adult beverages that we've been told not to call beer uh but it's beer uh, so definitely check us out join us tomorrow at pitt state uh, around 10 a.m it's been awesome, like, how involved the university is with the tailgate, too. It's not just like, oh, yeah, you guys go park over here. That's it. It's like, how can we help? How can we bring yeah. more students to you? And it was like, this is very refreshing. <laughs> no offense to other universities that are right here in the town that we live in. We've tried partnering with them before, and they were just like, yeah, we'll set you up in a side parking lot over here where there's no people. Yep. Pitt State, where do you want to be at? Oh, you want to be right in the thick of it with all the people? We'll save you three spots. Love you. It has been great. And the community, too. I was, I was talking to you guys about it this morning, too. It's almost like any time you mention you're doing something with Pitt State, the community is just like, yeah, yeah, we're on board. We'll oh, I mean, that was it. I mean, a phone call right before we hopped on. It was like, oh, yeah, we'd love to do anything to be a part of the community. We love being involved with it. And I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what, uh, what happened like 20 minutes <laughs> east of that? Uh-huh. You know, I'll just call them out. Joppa, Missouri. Y'all just your own independent, just McAssholes at times. McAssholes? Yeah. It's like, we don't even want Now nah, we're good. We don't want it. It's like, mm-hmm. this community's here. Like, let's be involved. And it's a good one. Nah, though. we're good. And then, like, later on, they're like, hey, come support us. And it's like, mm, double bird. Uh, yeah. But I do, because I'm a nice, because I'm going to be the bigger person. Uh huh. Generally, I am the bigger person, anyways, but I'm going to be the bigger person more ways than one. Uh huh. Yeah, literally and figuratively. Exactly. Now you just became the smaller person. I had to lower. I felt like I was just too high. I don't like being like I'm overlooking anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I am very excited about it. Obviously, as I've mentioned before today in my Pitt State hoodie, I uh, I actually went to school there. Not a lot of people know that. You went. You're a Pitt State grad. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh State graduate. I worked my ass off for that degree you too. Did. <laughs> a lot of people are like, "Oh, whatever." Graduated college, man. It was not easy for me. I worked my ass off to get that degree. I talked about it yesterday. I had a job where I was working like 90 hours a week through Christmas. It was and, stressful. Uh, I actually had buddies who listened to the show this morning from yesterday, and they were like, "Hey, completely under like everything he said is very much verified and justified, and like how hard that is." Oh, it was like it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I even had some coworkers telling me, like, why are you trying to work here and go to school? You can't do it. You cannot do both. I was like, yeah, try having a wife at home, too, with two children under three years old. Terrible experience. I'm a better man because of it. Today, <laughs> yeah. though, it was – I would not recommend it, though. Did you cry when you got your degree then? No, I didn't. I didn't even want to walk at graduation. You I, did, though, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I'm the first person in my family to graduate with a degree. So my mom was like, you don't have a choice. I don't oh know when oh we're going to be able to you do are. this again. You are doing it. So even from like her line of, uh, so the you're family. the most 
educated and successful person in your family then. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah. But my family did a very good job of recognizing that as well. Like, oh my God, <laughs> none of us, like uncles, aunts, grandparents on that side of the family. I don't even know about cousins. You I might've been the first cousin to do it. I think so. Holy shit. And that's why my mom hit me. It's like, you have to walk. I'm like, I really don't want to. It's on like a Thursday night. Like, yeah. I, don't <laughs> I go out on Thursdays, mom. Yeah. Like, you don't even know. That's, uh, that's Thirsty Thursday. I am so not missing 50 Cent Wells really again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was. It was exciting. So it would be fun to get back over to Pitt State and, and tailgate, too. It's yeah. a small school, but they also know how to tailgate. That's pretty much my brand. If I'm going to be associated with you, you have to know how to tailgate. And, and I have think, a good time. And I was telling you yesterday, this is going to be my first time going to Pitt for a football game or a tailgate, which is crazy because all my friends, they, they went to Pitt State, they went to the tailgates, uh-huh. they had a great time, and I just never went. I did it at Missouri State, which probably should have, you know, maybe dug a little deeper and thought, these tailgates kind of stink right now because the football team's not good. Let's yeah. look at Pitt. They always don't have to have a good time. Yep, and I went there for a little bit too, to mm-hmm. Missouri State, and those tailgates just always seemed so corporate. Uh, they used to be. Now they've turned it into to Bear. What is it? Bear Village, and so they have it on campus. It's mm-hmm. it's actually a lot of fun now. Like yeah. it's kind of something I think we should probably look into maybe next season because Missouri State is on the up and up in terms of football. They do have some athletes. You know, Coach Petrino. By the way, how long fa- is he going to be there? <laughs> probably another. Probably one more year. He uh-huh. followed me on uh, Twitter randomly. Oh my god! I kind of flipped out. I was like, this dude just That's followed me out of nowhere. Deal. Maybe he's going to give you a motorcycle ride. <laughs> Don't go. I'm good. Don't do it. <laughs> nope. Yes. If I'm not driving a motorcycle, motorcycle, I'm not riding on a motorcycle. Well, I can picture you. Maybe we need to make a graphic of you on the back of Coach Petrino's motorcycle. What kind of money? I might work on that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, other football that we had last night, the Jets and Colts game. I wasn't very excited about this game going into it. Um, and then the Colts jumped out to a huge lead. But the Jets fought back in this one and made it interesting. I even planned on going home early, but thought, nope, I'm going to stick around. I want to see how it ends. The line on this one was 10.5 points. And it looked like the Jets were going to score late, but they didn't. Interception. And- <laughs> it was like the third time was the charm. There were two other interceptions. Uh-huh. I ended up one was dropped and yeah, the other one got called back, back to pass interference. And this one, and I think you mentioned it as we watched it live, it was like, is Josh about to cry? Oh, man, when he came off the field, old Josh Johnson looked like he was about to cry. I feel bad for him, too. Uh, he's been in the league so long. He, he played okay. It wasn't great. It, yeah. it, nobody was worried about him taking Mike White's job, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but I, I did feel for him. I, I like that story of, you know, guys coming in and being able to perform in their game and, like, get that moment. He's sneaky old. He's been in the league for like two thousand. Well, not even the league. He's been around, like, the XFL, all those other leagues. For Have a while. you seen his uh, LinkedIn? His LinkedIn, LinkedIn is very much up to date. I think someone from Barstool pointed out it was like, "Hey, this dude's not missing anything on LinkedIn." Oh, it's like, like his it, football career. Yeah, it's like quarterback <laughs> uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, quarterback for the like, and then leading all the way up to like the XFL, the AFA, AAF, or whatever it was. Really? And then now to being like the quarterback of the Jets, and it'll be like two months, three months. He's co-founder of this, founder of this. He's like involved in some gaming stuff, uh, the esports world. And then it's like for the Jets, it's like quarterback at the New York Jets for like three months till yeah, present. Currently. It's like this dude is not messing around. You want to know what my resume is? Go to my LinkedIn profile. Shit, I'll just drop you the link, dog. <laughs> I don't even have a LinkedIn profile. 
I do. I'm like, I feel like I'm maybe one of the only people who actually don't have one. Like, not even one that's just not up to date. I don't have that one. That was at the all. thing in like for us in college, like get a LinkedIn, build that profile, connect with as many people as possible, and you can find a job. I'll tell you what, didn't work for me. <laughs> Any job I've had is networking I've done on my own. I think the only time I hear about people using LinkedIn, it's like, oh, this weirdo's creeping me out on so LinkedIn. So that's how I just feel. Stalking like, my profile. It's like this person is just randomly wants to connect. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know you. Uh, my job's not even in that field. <laughs> and it's like if you see a pretty girl on LinkedIn, you're like, ah, if I connect here, does she think I'm just trying to hit on her? It's just like mm-hmm. professionally, does, and it's just kind of one of those weird things like, ah. Maybe I'm just not going to connect. Instagram, follow all day. Don't even care. <laughs> right. We understand those intentions. I might slide in the DMs. Just kidding. Not confident <laughs> enough. Game, not smooth. <laughs> I actually, uh, our guy Bruce Gwynn asked me this week. He's like, hey, I noticed you changed your Instagram handle. Like, what's up with that? And I, I don't even remember what I said, but it was just a lie. And then I was like, you know what? Here's the truth. I go and I try to add these girls on Instagram or I'll meet somebody and be like, what's your Instagram? And they're like, what's your Instagram? And using the Mellow Esquire Instagram is confusing. Add alcohol on top of that and people are like, wait, what'd you say? No, just put it in my phone. <laughs> so eliminated that. How do you think I feel? <laughs> How do you think it feels to, to follow a pretty you girl? You gotta go simple. And it's gotta go <laughs> at underscore big country underscore followed you. What mm-hmm. game do you get with big country? Uh-huh. Like, what the fuck? And no, it's like, if they've now talked it's just to you for 30 seconds, they know. It makes sense. 100%. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. It's like, I feel like I'm a personable person. I can't have that come across. I don't know how that comes across on Instagram. Uh-huh. I watched someone try to get your attention last night at Club 609, and they said Austin three times. And then said, yo, big country. You turned around immediately. <laughs> <laughs> We were joking about. I've it. never been called night. Austin. Like people have never called me like Austin, uh-huh. except like my mom when she's really mad, and some other bitch. But <laughs> <laughs> every, it's always been like by my last name or some sort of nickname. Like uh-huh. I was, who was I talking? I was talking to someone about it the other day at the bar. Actually, and it was like, like, oh man, you just got like so many nicknames. And mm-hmm. it was like, dude, I've always had nicknames. Yeah, like same. whether just. I've never just been Austin. And the reason was because there was like six or seven Austins, the school I went to from like two grades above me to two grades below. There was like seven of us. It was ridiculous. It was like none of us got to go by Austin our entire uh-huh. lives. It was only last names. Yeah. I mean, same with my nickname. It, it it was almost weird when people would call me by my name there for a while. Now it's like more people are starting to call me by my actual name, but it's still weird. Yeah. And, like, introducing myself, it's like, I don't even know what to do. When people use, like, my actual last name, I'm kind of like, what? Why? Yeah. Oh, you don't know me. (laughs) That's how I feel. Like, oh, you you are using my name. uh, Let me button up real quick and be a little bit more professional. How can I help you? We are not actually friends is what is happening (laughs) here, but nice to meet you. Uh, The game was exciting last night, though. Mike White gets hurt. He's a guy that we've been talking a lot about and I was excited like I'm I'm kind of jumping on the trend of like just the excitement I don't know if it's real or not but I want it to be because I mean, he, he played so well he didn't look bad when he was playing when he was playing he looked pretty good then gets hurt with I don't know if we're calling it a forearm or a hand injury whatever it is uh, I did see that the Jets expect him to play and be ready next week uh, I don't know what that means for Zach Wilson what the timetable is for him to return release him Release him at this point. Odell Beckham Maybe Jr. Maybe it's just ass. his face. He looked nervous. 
He did. Dude. <laughs> but, I mean, he's looked nervous everywhere he is. Right, I know. And then That's his mom hops on social face. media and is like, don't let this kid worry you from Utah. He's got the swag. You look at the kid, and he's like, I got no swag. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> no, I look like I'm about to cry every time <laughs> the camera is on. Is Mike White throws a touchdown? Oh, man. There goes, uh, uh, be happy. Be happy. Yeah. Smile. <laughs> clap. Clap. Probably is that too camera? much clapping? Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> but I do wonder how Mike White felt last night kind of going out this injury because it was a forearm. Like, he didn't break anything or hurt. It just kind of seemed like one of those deals where it was a hard hit on the forearm, and it affected his grip on the football. So I bet he's just like – you're freaking kidding me. I'm going to be taken out of this game because of, like, my forearm has gone numb and I can't grip Do you ever ball. sleep funny and wake up and your forearms are, like, just stiff and sore and you can't grip anything? This morning, yeah. I tried I to like grab my phone and picked it up and hit myself in the face. That's probably Thought what I gave Mike myself White a black was going to, 100%. I mean, we've all been there before. So, I'm sure that, like, he'll, he'll recover. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be ready to sling it. The one thing that impressed me last night, though, was the balance and the play calling in a way because they had 21 rushing calls – in 52 passing plays between Josh Johnson and Mike White. For the Jets? Yeah. And granted, you know, they were trying to fight back in the game, so, of course, a lot more passes are going to come from that and less runs. But mm -hmm. everyone's looking at it as like, man, like, it's crazy how this offense has been so much more productive and efficient without Zach Wilson being the quarterback. And I think we should maybe slow down that narrative a little bit and look at it as, hey, everyone that is leading this Jets team right now are rookies at it. Like, the quarterback's a rookie, the head coach is a rookie, the offensive coordinator's a rookie. Right, they so might I think, just be figuring things out. I was, was going to say, so last night I think it was him, the offensive coordinator, kind of coming into his own, and it, he got to be back up in the press box because before they had him down on the sideline, and then last week when Mike White was playing quarterback, they sent the offensive coordinator up to the press box, or, yeah, up there um, in the booth, that's what I'm trying to say here. And then they did it again last night. So I think it's just helped him to call better – like plays and kind of drives and lead them and be more yeah. efficient. So if Zach Wilson does come back, maybe, I don't know, maybe it is kind of the deal where it's like, hey, we just need a time to figure it out. But there is something to be a little bit excited about, though, if you're the Jets fan, because you were able to score points last night. Michael Carter looks pretty good, too, at he running did. back. I know he didn't have, like, big numbers last night, 13 carries for 49 yards, but he had some plays where he looked like he could eventually be a good starting running back in the NFL. And you mentioned balance. Uh, how about the Colts balance? 30 pass plays, 30 rushing plays, 19 of those carries going to Jonathan Taylor for 172 yards and two touchdowns. I loved Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin. I still really like him for the Colts and very happy to see him go off again. Mm -hmm. It really like starting to emerge as I think one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah. I know that he still has like some fumbling issues a little bit. And you kind of question how much he can catch the ball out of the backfield at times. But, I mean, when you're just talking about guys that can run the ball, him, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, they're all so special. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, who cares if they can't catch the ball out of the backfield? Carson Wentz doesn't like to check it down anyways. Yeah. Just fucking hand him the ball and go. Right. Yeah, that's all you need him to do. But I'm uh, very happy for him last night to see him go off. And then this morning, of course, there's a lot of news around Odell Beckham Jr., uh, the Browns officially released him. The like stuff that I'm looking for now and like I don't have solid answers on is what that contract is going to look like. Because as soon as I saw that he got cut and it's like, okay, he's going to hit the waiver wire, I thought he's making too much money. No one's going to claim him. No one's going to be able to. But it sounds like the Browns might have restructured this deal to where they're going to give him his money in a signing bonus. So any team claiming him, would only have to pay like the veteran minimum, or maybe they wouldn't have to pay as much. If I'm Odell Beckham, I don't know why 
why you would do that, why that would benefit you. I would think that you would want to go sign somewhere else and like yeah. have your choice of where I get to go. But I guess maybe if you just want out of Cleveland so bad, you don't really care where you spend the rest of this season before you become a free agent. But I mean, if he's making the veteran minimum, I think there are probably 31 teams that are interested in bringing him in Very on that so. veteran minimum. And I mean, here's my question with the waiver wire, we look at it um, and then you have some teams listed here, but a quick question to it. How does that work for him to kind of make the decision? Like if a team like Houston puts in a claim for him, can he reject that? Nope. He can maybe like hold out. <laughs> like I'm not going to play for you. <laughs> oh, really? So, so like the waiver order, Detroit has the first. Mm-hmm. They could put in a claim on him. And if they do, he's a Detroit Lion. <laughs> Fuck, that would suck so much. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like a Dan Campbell thing too to be like, oh, this season isn't over yet. We're claiming Odell Beckham. I, he might look at – that might be something that we kind of think they probably should do or would do, but I wonder if Dan's like, we don't need that negativity here in the locker room. Right. We don't want someone here that doesn't want to be here. Uh-huh. I also All saw we wanted some knee biters. Uh, the dude from Spot Rack tweeting that if a team like the Lions or the Dolphins, the Texans, some of these bad teams, even if they put in a claim for Odell Beckham, they could claim him, play him for this year, but they might get a comp pick back because that contract was so big. And I will not pretend to even be knowledgeable on the salary cap. The I don't Browns know will or a team that picks him up? The team that picks him up would. So that would be even be like an incentive for like the Lions, who yeah. have the first waiver claim. Maybe they pick him up, and they're like, you know what? Fuck it. He might be a little bit of a problem, but we're not winning games here anyway. He's cheap, and we might get like a third-round pick back for him. Damn. So do you think teams are possibly re- reaching out to Odell Beckham Jr.'s representatives and going, hey – does he even want to be here? Because if he doesn't, we're not going to put in a claim and go through this mess. Yeah, he might. I, I I probably would. Or at least, you know, through his agent or maybe his dad, who's very active. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, LeBron to, at yeah. this point. We know he's not playing. Hey, Marcus Stroman, how does uh, Odo, Odo Beckham <laughs> feel about coming here to play? Maybe you have to go through that. But I, I do think that you're right. I don't know if maybe they reach out to some of these representatives. But, I mean, if you're a team like the Lions – do you, do you really want to mess around with the mess of Odell Beckham? I mean, if he does say, like, no, actually, I don't want to play for you. Yeah. And I, I think that it is also pretty likely that he goes through waivers, and clears waivers, and then is able to sign somewhere else. Um, How long is waivers? Waivers 24 have hours? Have till Monday. Oh, shit. Yep, have till Monday to put in a waiver claim on him, and then he becomes a free agent. But, I mean, there are so many teams that could use him. I put a couple on the rundown that are just some of my favorites that I saw. Uh, the Chiefs, uh, Josh Gordon, I think we can finally say, like, that's not working out. Or like, yeah, right, right now we can say that. But I did hear Patrick Mahomes say earlier in the week, cause I wanted to mm-hmm. say, like, we can agree that he hasn't yet. But Mahomes, yeah. and I get, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to word you're this. You're buying into I, the bullshit is I'm, what you're doing. I'm, I'm trying to come off in a way to where I don't. Because Mahomes do. had said – or Andy Reid is like he is more involved in the like he has been more involved there on the field for the offense. We just haven't been giving him the targets, and like his snap count was up this past uh-huh. week against the Giants. So like that you do like to see. But I mean you're right. They're not they're not using him in the offense. He hasn't been he has efficient. One catch. Yeah. And Four I think it was games. against. I think it was his first game against Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. He had one catch for 11 yards. They tried to target him against Tennessee <laughs> when he double covered and it was an interception. Three targets. Yeah. And the other one was uh Monday when it bounced yeah. off 
I don't even know why they gave him the target because Mahomes zipped it over his fucking head and hit McKinnon in the face. Mm-hmm. And they, they had got one target against the Titans. Dude's got three targets, one reception, or two interceptions. One That's reception, two interceptions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But maybe the Chiefs could add um, Odell Beckham. I-, I think they need something to shake up that that offense. I mean, the maybe thing give is, though, is like if you if you bring an Odell, you're gonna have to take someone off the field like a Demarcus Robinson. Which, okay. why? Like, has that not happened already with Josh Gordon? And I think it has a little bit. But it's also going to take reps away from McCole Hardman and Byron well, Pringle. I think that if but they at this point, bring in – I think we're fine with that. I think if Odell you bring in Beckham, guys. you're taking Gordon off the field. Because what McCole Hardman brings is that third receiver and, like it or not, like the gadgety stuff that he does. Josh Gordon's not doing that. Yeah. I mean, and if you're I only would... targeting him three times, you're not paying him any money. I think that's the guy that – it's probably going to lose reps. Yeah. I feel like they run a lot of the gadgety stuff because they can't get nobody else open downfield. Yeah, I think it's a part of so the, It's, it's like, always been a part of the Andy Reid offense. Let's just say, hypothetically, you do bring an Odell if you're Kansas City. You put mm-hmm. in the waiver, you get him, and then he gets accustomed to the offense here in the next couple weeks. You're rolling into December with Tyreek Hill, Odell Beckham Jr., Josh Gordon, Travis Kelsey, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running back. Yeah. Not a bad little trio there. Right. And I do wonder how much Odell has left in the tank. He's been playing for the Browns, and he's not been playing well. Yeah. Maybe that is the relationship with Baker is bad. Uh, I don't know. He's been frequently, like, injured or, you know, banged up to where he misses time. Uh, the 49ers have always been a team that was interested in him, even back in the day when he was leaving the Giants. Yeah. So, they're, I think, another team to watch for. The Packers, of course. We talked about them yesterday. The Saints. And I think my favorite landing spot for him is the Ravens. I mean, if you really you want to give one more middle finger to Cleveland, to Baker Mayfield, that organization, go sign with a rival yeah. who desperately needs a receiver. I, I think that the Ravens are a team that could put in a waiver claim for him and just say, you know what, we'll take the contract, whatever it may be. We'll figure out a way to make it work. But uh, they need a guy like that in that locker room or on the field, maybe not the locker room because he could be a distraction there. Yeah. But, I mean, it would just be such a good fit for the Ravens. Yeah. I think San Francisco makes the most sense in my mind just because like, you know, you connect the dots from where he wanted to be previously before leaving the Giants and he eventually gets traded to Cleveland Browns. Um, that's where I would go. In terms of Kansas City, I mean realistic option. I'm assuming there's a lot of Chiefs fans that listen. I don't necessarily want them at this point of the year. Like there's too much other stuff that needs to be figured out and rolling yeah. and you bring this in and it's just another thing that you gotta wait to catch up and get on track and I don't know how much of an impact it's going to make this season. And I, and I think for teams like the Chiefs, it almost gives you another on-field distraction of like, oh, man, I got to try to get this guy the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you're worried about Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. I think they're pretty content with like, okay, if I'm open, I'm going to get the ball. Yeah. But it's that, you know, even in Cleveland, like Baker Mayfield, not getting him the ball as much as you want. Do you really want to introduce that to an offense that isn't clicking yet this year it's yeah it's kind of a catch-22 i mean it could be fantastic or it could be terrible adding odo beckham all right let's stick with these cleveland browns and start previewing some games but first mention our great sponsor miners and monroe that will be with us this weekend out there helping provide uh, a lot of the food and beer for our wonderful tailgate and if you are in the pittsburgh area maybe after that tailgate go check them out miners and monroe or if you're not in the area no problem go to minersandmonroe.com use code miked up 10 and you can save 10 percent off at checkout yep and then next up make sure to go visit gunspot.com the place to go for all your gun and ammo needs and accessories that you want to add to your gun also it's not a matter if it's a matter of when be sure you're in a position to protect yourself and your family 
be sure to visit gunspot.com for that protection. I have two guns right here. Yes, sir. A gun show. Can't even go into the bank with them. I can't. Hey, bro. Uh, if I keep flexing, I'm going to cramp. And that's you know where the bad. gym is? Is it that way or is it that way? I like how you look at the camera when you say that. Yep, clipping that out. Anyway, uh, let's do get to the Cleveland Browns and my Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my back mid, but I'm I'm excited about this game. Nice little noon kickoff, and like just previewing these games real quick. Can I ask why there are only three three o'clock kickoffs games? How many teams do we have on by this week? Four. Yes, yeah, four teams no on by. I don't. And maybe this is just me being a little bit OCD. Spread these games out a little bit. You have so many games that kick off at noon, which I get is like, that's great. I was getting ready to say like, oh, maybe it's because there's like cross-country games. Like everyone's kind of on the same side of the states right here in these matchups. Yep. Uh, teams that are on by. I mean, I mean maybe that's Lions. why then, because there's like, you're not having to deal with like travel restrictions or time or anything. So it's like, let's just get these games over with you in the middle of the day. I don't know. Or the start of the day. Teams on by Detroit, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington. But like I said, first game of the schedule is the Browns at Bengals, the Bengals are favored by two and a half. I think I kind of like those points. I, I think I like the Bengals in this one. But I am also worried that they just got beat by the Jets. That's just all Mike White. I mean, we got to get credit where it's due. That's It's not like the it's not like the Bengals lost to the Jets. It's that the Bengals lost to Mike White. Yeah. That we got to realize. But I also, I do worry with the Bengals. Like, I know their record was good. They're like five and two rolling into this thing. They're like, oh, they're leading the AFC. What if they just beat some, like, not good football teams? Like, the win against Baltimore was good, and I think that's the one that made people start believing, like, okay, they are good. And they barely lost to the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, but, like, the other team, like, you beat the Lions and you beat the Jaguars. Uh, those are bad football teams. That's a good point. So, I do think with the Bengals, maybe there was a little bit of hype there before. Uh, I think I'm still going to take them to win this game just because the distractions in Cleveland, uh, Baker Mayfield – uh, being hurt, uh, I'm assuming he's going to play. But you know, Jarvis Landry also being hurt. I mean, these these Browns are just really beat up right now. So I'm going to take the Bengals. This might be the last week, though. If they lose pretty bad to the Browns, uh, I will come on the show and say they are not a good football team. Anymore. So how you are with the Bengals right now is how I was with the Panthers last week. Where it's like this might be the last time I bet on you. Yeah, and this is kind of a make-or-break game for them. Yep. So I'm actually going to take Cincinnati as well. I just think there's too much distractions going on for Cleveland, everything you mentioned, so there's and not also, too much to Cleveland add to it. Cleveland looked bad last week, too, against yeah. Pittsburgh. That was not a good game. I watched all of that one, and they did not look good at all. Maybe I mean, Nick Chubb gets up, healthy, but... You only put 10 points on the board? Right. That's not a good look at all. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going to take the Bengals. You're taking the Bengals in this one. As well, next game is going to be the Denver Broncos heading to the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't realize how many Cowboys fans I was friends with <laughs> until they got good again. Because I have so many people, for some reason, talking shit to me about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I'm with you guys. I'm right there with you. I, I think they're a good football team, and I like the fact that they are good again. And uh, in this game, they are the 10-point favorite over the Denver Broncos. I'm going to take the points. I, I do think that they cover. That's a lot of points, but it sounds like Dak is going to play in this game. I mean, they, they beat the Vikings without Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that this is a pretty good football team. They are rolling right now, 6-1, and one, lost the first game of the season, have won six straight. I think they beat the Broncos. And uh, looking forward to seeing Dak back on the field probably – 
healthy, uh, I assume that he plays this whole game unless oh. it gets out of hand. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the Denver Broncos, like Noah Fant's out. You know, they're missing some offensive linemen. Their defense is injured. You just traded away Vaughn Miller. You have nothing to fight for right now. And you have Dallas who's like, we got to continue to prove to the world that we're we're good, we're worthy of a good playoff spot, we're worthy of a Super Bowl run. Don't doubt us. Dak's coming back. I think they just blow the doors off the Denver Broncos. There's going to be, like, no pass rush. Dak's not going to have to worry about running around. Everyone's going to be open. I, didn't, I feel bad for Broncos fans right now because there was a little bit of an excitement coming into the year, and then you messed everything up with the quarterback because the head coach didn't want to get himself fired. And so now you have, like, a third-year quarterback in Drew Locke not even playing and a guy who we know who he is in Teddy Bridgewater being your quarterback. That's not going to win you football games. Yep, still and Vic Fangio, you're probably going to get fired anyway. I haven't watched many Broncos games this year to even like see like get a good grasp on what Teddy Bridgewater is doing uh, but just looking at like stats and what he's been doing the way he's been playing it, it's very much just a Teddy Bridgewater season like you said uh, he's got 1900 passing yards 13 touchdowns only five interceptions he still ranks 21st in QBR though so it's just it's right there it's middle of the road stuff yep like could you win a Super Bowl with Teddy Bridgewater Yep, but you better have a lights-out defense. Yeah, you better have, like, the early 2000s Ravens defense. Yeah. You better have. Yep. It is, I do like Teddy Bridgewater. He seems like he's probably a pretty good dude. I, I know that I saw even last week uh, some people saying that the Saints should go after him and try to bring him back. I, I don't think that's the case. For Teddy? Yeah, just because he would probably know that system, know the offense, yeah. be able to come in and do it. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. Trade deadline passed. It's definitely not going to happen. And I think the Saints are glad that it didn't. Uh, the next game that uh, no one will be watching is the Houston Texans at the Miami Dolphins. Talk about a toilet bowl of a game. Maybe Tua can get things going. Someone's about to get Maybe their second is... win of the season. <laughs> yeah, somebody. Uh, or will they tie? I mean, they're going to have to. <laughs> they tie. Jesus. <laughs> it could happen. Uh, Tyrod Taylor expected to start in this one, though. That will be interesting for the Texans. Who's he throwing to? Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cook's still there? Yeah, they That's didn't it. trade him. Uh, I don't know. In this one, the favorite is the Dolphins by five and a half. I've just been so disappointed with the Dolphins, it's kind of hard for me to look at those points and take them. <laughs> I think the Dolphins have been disappointed in the Dolphins. Yeah. Everyone. After last year. I mean, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick being your quarterback and two coming in in spurts, mm-hmm. the defense is what helped them win football games. Like, was it that much of a distraction for Xavier Howard and um, – Excuse me, the other corner that they have there that's getting paid more yeah, than him. Jones. Jones, thank you. Is it Was it that much of a distraction of this defense? Yeah, like what's happening with Brian Flores too? Because I, I really liked him. I mean, I thought the Dolphins had everything going. I mean, the defense it's, looked solid, and now just at, they can't get to the quarterback. They're not getting turnovers whatsoever, and this offense cannot get the ball down the field. Yeah, I mean, looking at the points per game for both these teams, uh, the Texans' offense is scoring about 15 points a game. That's bad. The Dolphins scoring 17 points a game. That's bad. Then you look at the defensive side of the ball. It gets even worse. The Texans allowing 30 points a game. That's very bad. And the Dolphins allowing 29 <laughs> points a game. That's also very bad. They're also giving up 400-plus total yards a game. Like, maybe somebody will actually score points in this one. The over-under is at 46. Might have to consider taking it. That's how bad the defenses are. 
Oh, I mean, seriously, though. Or it's going to be, hey, the offenses are just so bad. The defenses are going to eat. And we're going to be like, we still don't know what either of you guys are. What a miserable game. I'm sorry to both these fan bases. I'm not watching this game no, at all. No I might go golf. I would like to see the ratings on this game because it's going to be like a one. No, it, it might not even get that. I, I'm not a Game Marino's not even going to watch the fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> no, uh-uh. They're, they're playing this Sunday? No. Uh, I'll watch the Steelers. I'm from Pittsburgh. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Saints. The Falcons and Saints play this weekend, and it sounds like Trevor Simeon is going to get that start again for the Saints. I don't know what that means for Taysom Hill. Uh, I assume that he's still going to be out. It sounded like that earlier in the week at least. Uh, I like the fact that they are sticking with Trevor Simeon. Give him another week, see what he can do. Because I do think when you bring Taysom Hill back to this offense, you want him in the Taysom Hill role. Yeah, now, You don't want to put him at quarterback. I, I think you want to use him the way that they always have. He's listed as questionable. The Saints are a six-point favorite in this one. I'm going to take him. I think their defense <clears> – excuse me <throat> – has been very good. <laughs> excuse if me, I can clear talk my throat twice. Three times. Uh, I do think the Saints' defense is the difference maker here. Uh, Calvin Ridley, a guy that we haven't talked about yet this week, but he is out uh, due to mental health reasons. So him taking a little bit of time away takes away one of the biggest targets for the Falcons and Matt Ryan. And even last week when he was out, you know, a lot of people expected, okay, here's Kyle Pitts' um, opportunity, and he really didn't capitalize on it. Yeah, and it, it's tough. Like, this is going to be another one of those games that are probably not watching at all. Like, just let's be honest with it. Nothing to really be excited about. You look at the Saints, Trevor Samuel was getting the start. Cool. Who's, is Kevin White going to have another big catch? When you look at the Falcons, that's Kyle Pitts or Matt Ryan. How does that look? Because the Saints' defense is still very good. And so with New Orleans being favored by six and a half, I am going to take that. It's also going to be a beautiful day in New Orleans. Ooh. Crisp, 68. Guess what? It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. it's a don't. <laughs> it don't. <clears throat> was it Joe Buck? I think it was on the World Series. Or maybe it was one of the football th- games. I don't remember. But somebody said it. Like, oh, it's a beautiful 72 degrees outside today. And also 72 degrees inside because we're in a dome. Again, it's like, yes, the weather doesn't matter in that one at all. I mean, we keep talking about, like, oh, not going to watch this game, not going to watch that game. For, like, the noon kickoff games, I think the Browns and Bengals on CBS is probably going to be one to keep an eye on. And also, I'm probably going to be watching that Cowboys game on Fox. Yeah. Yeah, Not that I think that it's going to be a close game, but out of the, you know, game, the three games we just ran through. I do want to see Dak Prescott come back, and I think that Cowboys offense is pretty exciting at least. Uh, the next game, the Vegas Raiders take on the New York football Giants. This is another like interesting tor- storyline with the Raiders. Uh, you know, obviously everything that happened this week with Henry Ruggs, we've seen that, how that played out. We also saw them recover very nicely from their head coach being fired. They are another team where – They've won two straight now without John Gruden. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought that things might fall off for them after they lost him, but it seems like they are rebounding nicely. They did beat the Broncos and the Eagles, so maybe not two great teams. And then we saw the New York Giants play the Kansas City Chiefs very close on Monday Night Football. The Raiders come in as a three-point favorite, and I think I'm going to take them on the road. This is one of your favorite things, though, uh, going from the West Coast to the East Coast. Yeah, uh, As I said difference. earlier – Oh, there's not too many cross-country 
you know, trips this week. Well, there's this one, and then Tennessee travels all the way to Los Angeles. So go ahead and take that statement back. But this game, I don't think it's really going to matter on the cross country. The cross country for the Raiders, I, the Giants are still so beat up. Saquon actually, I, I guess it was a negative positive test, so all he has to do is test negative one more time and he's available to play. That's the crazy thing about being vaccinated is that you can test positive, still come in the next couple days, test negative, and then you can play. Yep. How about that, Aaron Rodgers? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Take a shot, bud. Yeah, the Giants are very beat up, though. And looking at the injury report and just peek behind the curtain, I always go to the ESPN. I click on the time. It gives you the preview. There's no one listed on the injury report for the Raiders. That you barely ever see that this late in the season. So yeah, I'll take the Raiders to cover. Yeah, and it's only by three. Even with the cross country trip, you're favored by three on the road. If it was a home game, they'd be favored by six most likely. So taking the Raiders here, just keep rallying together. Just let Derek Carr be your leader and keep moving forward. Yeah, I think so. Let's do one more game before I cough my lungs out. Uh, the Patriots at the Panthers. Ooh. Your your Carolina Panthers, uh, the underdog in this one. Patriots favored by three and a half. I don't know what the Panthers are doing at quarterback. I don't know who's going to play in this game. I'm going to take the Patriots. I think this is just Belichick being too good of a coach. They're coming off two good wins. They killed the Jets, and then they beat the Chargers. So I'm going to take the Patriots. I do think that Belichick is maybe just – a little too much for what the Panthers have. They still desperately need a quarterback, and I don't think they have one. I'm expecting Christian McCaffrey to play this week. And if he does, I'm taking the Panthers. Was it, did you say he was practicing this week? Mm-hmm. He's been activated. That'd if be he huge. plays, I'm taking Carolina. Huge for you. Should fantasy be. Fantasy-wise. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. Talk someone into taking Mahomes number one. Talk you get McCaffrey at two. Fuck. Maybe we should go back and look at a redraft and who like who should have went number one in that. I'm not taking a running back early anymore. That that strategy's out the window. I don't yeah. care. And all these other fantasy experts took a running back. No, fuck running back. I think the they problem is that a healthy. lot of them are injured. I mean, yeah, everyone's like, oh, and my buddy was huge into fantasy. He was like, hey, you know, you can expect a running back to miss at least one to two games a year. Okay, that's fine. One to two, not five to six. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's Christian McCaffrey though. It has you. been of late, and I knew better. I, and every time I take a running back early, they get hurt. Yeah. I'm just – and next time I get a, a, a top five pick in a fantasy draft, do we need I'm to, trading with number seven. Do we need to take a look in the mirror and maybe maybe this is a you problem? You know, problem. everyone can say it's a me problem, <laughs> and it might be, and I'm sorry. You know, yeah. you might be onto something. Uh-huh. But back to this game. If Chris McCaffrey's not injured in his playing, I'm taking the Panthers. Yeah. I think he makes that much of an impact to this offense and allows, you know, or opens up passing windows for Sam Darnold to get the ball down the field. If that doesn't, then then we just all need to accept the fact of Sam Darnold is not good and it's not working out, and the Panthers need to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback for the next couple of years. So in our fantasy league that we're in together, I was going back through to look at, like, who the top guys are. Can you see the draft or – uh, I probably can, but I was just looking at like who are the top point getters. Oh yeah, so far Derrick Henry leads our league at running back mm-hmm. with 200 points. But of course he is injured now. Usually very reliable, yep. uh, but he is a guy that always falls. I I feel like probably in every fantasy draft because people are like, oh he can't catch. Let me tell you, that doesn't fucking matter because <laughs> Jonathan Taylor and he does have an extra game uh, because of last night. Comes in second with 191 points. He was a guy that you could get late. Uh, Austin Eckler, another one. Once large, again. 
part because of his catches, though. 33 catches already this year. Um, very, very good. This says DeAndre Swift is up there. That can't be right. Yeah, he's been having a pretty good season. This, I mean, he's been he's the only thing the Lions have. He's fucking forty-seven catches. Yeah, like, that seems like a typo. I don't Jared Goff can't. Find, he has no one else to throw the ball to. I had no idea. DeAndre he was Swift going literally off runs like three to four yards upfield. Does this? Turns around, claps, balls in his hands up. DeAndre Swift has two hundred eighty-nine rushing yards and four hundred fifteen receiving yards. One hundred percent believe it. Oh, I, I did not know that. And, and they then continue uh, to lose in heartbreaking fashion. Yeah, <laughs> Najee Harris is another guy who has a lot of points, too. Uh, he's getting a lot of bulk touches, catches, carries. Maybe hasn't been as productive as I thought he would, but, I mean, he's still right up there. And then, you know, guys like Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, uh, Joe Mixon, Zeke Elliott are even up there quite a bit. It's still like, you know, we're – we're not even halfway through the season, so yeah. a lot of that can change. Is that all just in running backs? Those are just the running backs. Okay. I was say, man, what are receivers tied up in that? Maybe I ought to take back what I said. No, I'm not taking a running back early. Well, receivers, there are not very many at the top of our list. But there is one outlier at the receiver position that was drafted very late in our draft. That's one Cooper Cup. He is the third uh, point leader, number three in our league. It goes Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, and then Cooper Cup. Those are the three highest point getters in our league. Who would have thought? He was drafted very – I don't know. It says – The most annoying part is is I almost took – Whoever is CD's nuts in our league has both Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. Huh. That's just good drafting. I remember mine, my team, or whatever team is mixed in administration – I really wanted Matthew Stafford and talked about it a lot on a radio show through the summer. And his two other co-hosts go, huh, Matthew Stafford's probably not a bad idea here to the Rams. Yeah, I stole, yeah, you yeah. were the only one I saying. was. I was so early on it. I was so early on it. And everyone else just caught, just hopped on the to train. Be early I don't know on, how many trains I'm conducting this year, but I'll tell you, it's a fucking lot. To be early on Matt Stafford and the Rams being good, you would have had to have said it the night he was traded. 100% did. <laughs> I said Matt Stafford won that trade. Everyone else. Nope. Just yes, me. So you go top. back and look at tweets. Everybody loved that for 100%. Matt Stafford. And even like I heard you guys but both I was, of you. So the reason I was going to say that is because I was going to give you props on Jonathan uh-huh. Taylor. But apparently everyone else did that too. Yeah, a lot of people did too. And Matt was able to grab him in our fantasy league. But I remember hearing both of you guys like hype up uh, Matt Stafford. And I'm like, shit, like, I'm not going to be able to get him. Like I was targeting him late. Mm-hmm. I think I was the last person in our league to take a quarterback. And I took Matt Stafford. There's no way. How about that I ended up with Derek Brad. Carr? Maybe you, wait, maybe you were did the I last one. Did I take Matt Ryan? I took you Matt did. Ryan. You took Matt Ryan. What an idiot. Dumbass. No, no offense. Uh, <laughs> no, all offense. That was a stupid decision. <laughs> you hyped That's, up Matt I Stafford. I went into that fantasy draft. Drunk? I suited up. High? I was in a suit. Drunk and high, maybe. I probably was. I don't know what was in that Let's freaking drug testing you before you go in. <laughs> Let's get to more great games and more great sponsors. Uh, our local sponsors here, Club 609, where you can find Big Country and I on most Thursday nights, enjoying the game, enjoying some appetizers. Myself and our, our buddy Cole, give him a shout out. <laughs> I don't even know if I can take credit for eating any of the Chad nachos that were there last night, but it is a heaping mound 
of nachos. There I was really a big one last picture. night. Like it was almost two feet high. Hey, delicious last night. Some like I don't know if it's because I waited a long time in between having the nachos, but they were fantastic last night. Our guy Cole ate just destroyed most of them. Really? Yep. I mean, dude comes in and is like shots. <laughs> yeah, like four shots right off the bat. That two for one happy hour is included with the shots. Mm-hmm. So if you could take advantage of that. You're feeling pretty good, pretty early. <laughs> yeah, happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Check them out at Club 609 for their wonderful two-for-one drink specials. And also, uh, $2 draft pours. Yep. Uh, what is it? It's two fifty for a Bud Light in there. That's what I get. Yeah, $2 uh, draft pours for Bud Light and Miller Lights. Uh, you're a bottle guy as well, yep. right? Yep. I am too. Just, yeah. I don't know why. I like I just, drinking beer out of a bottle. I do too. That and it's like... Did they really clean the lines? Like, how well did they clean these? At most places, I do yeah. have to worry. There 609, are, you don't, though, because they take they take pride in it, so that's nice. Yeah, there are some bars where, or even if I'm going to a new restaurant or bar, it's like, oh, we have it on draft. <laughs> Thank you. Still want it in a bottle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just make this easier I, for everyone. I said bottle. You don't even have to take the, the top off of it. I, I can do that myself. I love the aluminum bottles, too. Yeah. I think it just tastes so much better out of that for some, whatever reason. I do like beer out of a can. Like, beer out of a can is probably better than beer out of a bottle. And we're going to have a lot of that tomorrow. We are, definitely, with our Pitt State tailgate starting around 10 a.m. Probably be earlier. We're going to have some coffee. We're going to have some donuts. Mm-hmm. Glazed and assorted. But something else we got. It's Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com. Located right here in Joplin, Missouri on Main Street and 1st. Right here in downtown Joplin. It's literally in the name. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are more than that. So be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Yep. And like I said, more games to get to this weekend. We have the Buffalo Bills going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yikers. If you're a Jaguars (laughs) fan, take advantage of being able to see Josh Allen, this great defense play, because there's no chance that Jacksonville wins this game. No chance. Not the at all. Spread is fourteen and a half in favor of the Bills. I'll take it. Yeah, that's a lot. I usually I don't like to take spreads that big, but Buffalo has put it on a lot of teams this year. I think they can cover against Jacksonville, who's just going to struggle to score points and to move the ball even against this Bills defense. So I'm going to take the Bills to cover. I know it's a lot of points, fourteen and a half, but uh, I'm feeling a little risky. So I'll, I'll take the Bills to cover on the road. I don't even think it's risky at all. The Jacksonville Jaguars suck. Buffalo Bills are pretty good. I don't know how much more I can add to it. And it's going to be beautiful in Florida. I mean, you beat the Chiefs by 18 points. You should be able to beat the Jaguars by at least 19. <laughs> yeah, and you've shut out two other teams this week, this year. Uh-huh. You let Buffalo have – I mean, not Buffalo, excuse me. You let Miami have just a little bit of fun last week, but – yeah, even with that, you almost look at it like, hey, guys, that game was too close. <laughs> yeah. We got to refocus next week. We can't let the Jaguars come in here or go to the Jaguars and let them potentially beat us. So this is probably even a refocus game. Uh, that's another one of those noon kickoff games. And the last noon kickoff game, kind of a sneaky good one. Uh, the Vikings at the Ravens uh, Two kind of I think the Ravens are good. And with the Vikings, I don't know, maybe I'm just a, a little bit of a Vikings fan i always think they're better than their record is they're three and four but i i do feel like they're a good three and four team uh kurt cousins gonna be there uh the defense hasn't been terrible uh, they're just they're pretty middle of the road and everything they do they played the the cowboys close they beat the panthers in overtime 
Uh, I think they lose to the Ravens because the Ravens are good. Uh, this is a six-point favorite. I think the Ravens are even going to cover. I'm still convinced that they're a very good football team. Yeah, and I mean, especially with everything they've overcome in terms of injury and Lamar Jackson's playing very well. The fact that this is a home game and they're coming off a bye and the weather is going to be 59 degrees and sunny with just a little bit of clouds in the sky. Uh-oh. That just means that's a beautiful day of football for Lamar Jackson to run all over this awful Minnesota Vikings defense. But everything you said about them is right. Like, you think Minnesota – how would you say it? they're better than they have been? They're better than their record. Yeah. They're three and four, but I think they're better than their record. And it's like it's because of the offense. But this defense is just straight garbage. And if, if Baltimore has anything rolling in terms of the ground game and Lamar Jackson hits anybody over the top – uh, passing the football down the field, it's going to be a blowout. It should be. If the Vikings can't beat the Cowboys with a backup quarterback, and that's not any disrespect to the Cowboys. Maybe that should just be present on how good that team is outside of who their quarterback is. But Minnesota just they had opportunities to win the game, and they just can't capitalize off of it. So I'm not expecting them to do it against Baltimore in Baltimore. A lot of running going to happen on Sunday with this game, I think. The Ravens only allowing 86 rushing yards a game a large part of what the Vikings are going to want to do is run the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's the game within the game that you want to watch for. I think the Vikings will struggle to run against the Ravens. I'll take the Ravens. I'll take them to cover the points even. Next game, uh, the first of our three 3 o'clock kickoff games. There's not very many of them. <laughs> uh, the Chargers taking on the Eagles. This is a – the Chargers need a bounce-back game. Yeah. Uh, you know, we started to talk very highly of them. A lot of people were putting them up there as one of the best teams in the AFC, and now they've dropped three games to where they're sitting there at four and three, coming off two straight losses. Yeah. Uh, to last week, uh, they had the Patriots, and then before that, the Ravens. Uh, those are good football teams, but if you're going to be a good football team, you have to beat good football teams. I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. They're surprisingly they're a one and a half point favorite over the Eagles. I think that's pretty close. I'm still not convinced that the Eagles are good. I know that I was riding high with them to begin the season, and uh, they've been playing better of late. I do think that they're a team that's starting to get things going, or at least it looked that way when they killed the Lions 44-6. Mm-hmm. But, again, that's the Lions. I'm going to take the Chargers to win this one. I'll take them to cover on the road in Philadelphia. Uh, weather probably not going to be an issue either. No, beautiful 56 degrees, sunny with some clouds as well. It's just going to be a beautiful day out east, that's for sure, on Sunday. Everywhere. But one thing that I do question, I know you mentioned the two losses that the Chargers have these back-to-back weeks, or the last three weeks because they were in a bye in the middle of them, Mm -hmm. against Baltimore and New England, is that the Eagles' losses have been to decent teams. Like Kansas City, we don't know where they're at, honestly, right now. But to, like, face Tampa Bay and Vegas, like, we know, like, those are good football teams right now. And you were able to put on – you were able to put up 22 points against both of them, and then you come against Detroit, who is a bad team – both of them (laughs) damn it (laughs) and you just completely dismantled and demolished the Detroit Lions here maybe the the Eagles have just been kind of trying to get things figured out too like maybe I was a little early to jump off the Eagles train maybe I don't know (laughs) well I did it in week two let the Eagles soar baby (laughs) so I mean maybe their other losses though were the 49ers and the Cowboys they have lost to good football teams. yeah so it's like maybe the Eagles just kind of needed some time to get things figured out too with Jalen Hurts and you know a rookie head coach and kind of get things rolling and then with the Chargers maybe we were too early on them and I know we discussed that yesterday or earlier in the week of hey we were really high on these guys and they looked great and then the last couple weeks they haven't so I think the Raiders are who we thought the Chargers are (laughs) oh don't even say that (laughs) 
We, we still got the whole rest of the month. We know how our guy Tuck is. Okay, just call me. What do you say? Wake me up in November. Exactly. That's well, where I'm at with the Raiders. So we'll see, though. They're, I mean, they're leading the division. Stop it. I know. <laughs> Don't rub it in. But I, I shouldn't act like disappointed because good job to the Raiders. I was yeah. very low on them coming into the season. I was like, I don't know what you have to be excited about. There's really not a lot here. It'll be an exciting game. I, there's only three of them that you can potentially watch uh, right here. But I think it could be an exciting game. That one will be on CBS. And then a game that was so exciting there for a while. And then, what was it, Tuesday, Wednesday comes around. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers tests positive. Turns out he is not uh, vaccinated. The Green Bay Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, tickets for this game were almost impossible to get. They're ridiculously high. And then the market for them just crashed. No one wants to go to this game anymore. But I do think it's exciting for a lot of fan bases. I mean, obviously the Packers and the Chiefs are two very popular teams. But just because Aaron Rodgers isn't playing in this game, I don't think it's a reason to like, oh, I'm tuning out. Obviously, yeah. we are Chiefs fans. We're going to watch it anyway. But even if you're not, this is your opportunity to see Jordan Love, a guy that everybody's been – Maybe not excited to see, but like eager. Someone like intrigued. What, for what sure. is going to happen with this guy, and how good is he going to play? I was talking to Matt about it yesterday, though. I do wonder, like, even if Jordan Love comes out, throws for three hundred yards and like three touchdowns, I'm going to be that guy that says, "Wait a second, let's pump the brakes." It's a Chiefs. Defense. That Chiefs defense is bad. Yeah. And I know you saw the tweet too of like, okay, the the Packers have five days to tell Jordan Love who Dan Sorensen is. Yep. And then just target the hell out of him. The thing is, <laughs> I think Steve Spagnuolo probably already saw that as well and goes, 49ers I'm going to be on the fucking field. You say that, but he I always is. I freaking hope he's not. He's always on the field. I used to love Daniel Sorensen. Root for him. Like, I don't know why everyone hates this guy. He always makes the plays uh-huh. that that's needed most. Well, he doesn't when he's on the field 100% of the time. And you know, outside This is a guy who needs to play in spurts. Yeah, outside of Aaron Rodgers, both these teams – pretty healthy yeah going into this so uh, i think this is a big day for probably aaron jones i think mike rimmers is the only player on the chiefs team who's missed practice this week yep uh, marcus camp listed as questionable like he's, he's a special, a special team, teams yeah. player so it, that doesn't even really count um kyle brant said it best though on good morning football today and it was in regards to jo- uh, jordan love it was like hey i just want to see how this kid you know, is in the fourth quarter on third down in key situations. How does he respond to that? How does he Did react you say for to Jordan everything? Love? Yeah. yeah. Um, especially at Arrowhead because it is going to be a loud stadium and this is your first start in the NFL and it's going to be a different type of atmosphere, especially a three o'clock game. Like three o'clock games in Kansas City are electric because everybody's awakened. Everyone's been drinking since 8 a.m. It's going to be 70 degrees. This is the nicest game they've had so far this year because everything else has been hot, cold, or rainy. Um, and just not good. So I do think it's going to be different, and I want to see how he reacts to it. But, like, as a Chiefs fan, I hope this defense figures stuff out this week. Like, I hope things just start falling into place and clicking. Anthony Hitchens is coming back as well. So I do wonder how much of an impact he makes coming back or how much he's even on the field because Nick Bolton was rookie defensive rookie of the month in October. Yep. He's got it's the green, green sticker dot. on his helmet, which means he's able to call plays. He's got the mic in his ear. That's what you like to hear. And then Willie Gay killing it at the Sam. Uh, reporters asked Steve Spagnuolo, is like, hey, would Hitchens move over to the Sam? And he goes, no, that's not likely, which means Willie Gay and Nick Bolton are going to be on the field more often than not as a pairing, which is beneficial for this defense because we talk as much as we talk about Daniel Sorensen, number 49, we need to talk about Ben Neiman, number 56. That dude stinks. He's a white linebacker. Duh. 
Yeah. He's, and he's not fast. That's the other part. Yep. I have a Kansas City take, and I love that city. We live just south of it a uh-huh. little ways. There are no nice days in Kansas City. So even when you're like at 70, that's the nicest it's going to be, I immediately was like, no, there's no chance. It's either too hot, too cold, or raining. So like what is happening in Kansas City? It's supposed to be very windy. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, 20-mile-per-hour wind gust. I was going to say, hey, as a guy <laughs> who lived in Kansas City, there's some beautiful days. Yeah, but it feels like every time I'm in Kansas oh, 100%, City. Oh, 100%. It's yeah. either too hot. Like, even now, like, everywhere they, else. They do it on at, purpose. Like, we were tired of so many people moving here. It's like, but, like, everywhere else in the country, it's like, oh, 58, 60. Like, we're getting into that fall weather. And then Kansas City's like, fuck it, 70. Well, maybe if Kansas feel had some on that. mountains or something to block the wind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in this game, though, I don't even think I've picked a winner yet. Uh, the Chiefs at seven and a half. I am going to take them to win. Uh, I, I think I feel more confident about this win than I do the Giants win. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah, as, as tough as that sounds. But, of course, it, a lot of that to do with Aaron Rodgers being out. I know that we looked at this game and we saw the line shift when Rodgers went out. Um, I don't want to speak for you, but I could not believe that the Chiefs were ever favored in this game. Yeah, when Aaron I was going to pick. There. If Aaron Rodgers was starting, I would pick the Packers. Yeah, to Kansas win this City. Game. I think it was what a two and a half. I mean, I'm still favorite. nervous to take the freaking spread at seven and a half. I say. I mean, the Giants so, covered a ten point spread against them. And last the Chiefs week. are so bad against the spread, even at full health. Even the last couple of years when they were very good, they've been so bad against the spread. But I, I do think that this week, I I feel confident betting the Chiefs against the spread, mm-hmm. but very much looking forward to what Jordan Love can do. I almost kind of feel bad for him, and everybody's been you know kind of shitting on him, like saying he's not ready to take over this job. He's got to get his opportunity. I hope he plays well. Like, honestly, I hope this is a good game. Of course, I want the Chiefs to come out victorious, but, like, I hope he kind of balls out a little bit to where the Packers go, okay, hey, we actually can move on from Aaron. It's fine. <laughs> you know what? Maybe you just don't come back from, <laughs> from <laughs> you got to earn illness. this job now. Yeah, it's yeah, job wide open, maybe. Uh, last 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> 3 o'clock kickoff. That's tough to say. Um, 3 o'clock kickoff. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's the a hard one. Cardinals at 49ers in this one. The 49ers are a two-point favorite. Vegas like just needs to watch more Niners games. They're not good at football. <laughs> and I, I've said my piece about the Arizona Cardinals before. They are coming off of a loss. I don't care. I, I think the Cardinals win this one very easily, and of course we'll cover that spread uh, plus two. There's, I don't understand it. I really is I it look because at this game. is it because Murray and Hopkins are questionable, and like AJ Green's not even playing. I still think that they'll probably play though. I mean, like they it, as long as Kyler Murray's out there, I think they're going to be fine. That's how I Here's feel the about Forty Nine. Yeah, if Kyler Murray, if Kyler Murray's playing, I'm taking the Cardinals to win. If he's not, I'm taking San Francisco. I would agree with that. So, like, that's kind of where I'm – like, so that's going to be, like, mm-hmm. a game, like, day of decision. We'll get yeah. that Twitter notification at 4 a.m. from Ian Rappaport and uh, Shefty. And we'll be yeah. like, okay, he's playing or he's not. Yeah, it Hopefully the 49ers, I'm not up again. Uh, they're giving up so many points this year, more points than they are scoring. They're 3-4 and four on the season. They're 0-3 at home, uh, I think is another interesting little stat line. Uh, so, no real, like, home field advantage even for the 49ers. And last week – we didn't talk about this, but it was definitely on my mind. Last week, the 49ers and Bears played, and I wasn't watching this game, but I was following along on Twitter. Everyone was talking about how great Justin Fields was, mm-hmm. and I wasn't paying attention to the stats or the score or anything like that. 
And I just assumed that the Bears blew out the 49ers. <laughs> that was not the case at all. They uh-huh. the Bears lost 33 to 22. Yeah. But just judging off the Twitter timeline, I really thought that Justin Fields came out and threw for like 300 yards, three touchdowns. The Bears won easily. That was not the case. <laughs> no. I, I like Justin Fields. He gets so much attention for, like, mediocre play. Well, he did have – I mean, did you see the clips of him, like – Yeah, of a good play? Well, that – Yeah, a, people have those in the yeah, <laughs> And he had a couple good throws as well, like one rolling out to his left, just out of, off the fingertips of a defender for the 49ers, mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful ball to his tight end. They eventually scored off of it. But you saw all the tweets and stuff too, right? Yeah. Like people were but it was – I was also kind of watching the game, though. So, like, I was – Kind of into the moment too, of like, wow, okay. And this he had a hundred yards rushing. This kid's flag. He's flashing. This is his kind of moment of like, I'm getting more comfortable in the NFL. And everyone's like, okay, if he can keep this up, that's awesome. But then the 49ers are like, still got a pretty good play he call got over here. Played by Jimmy Garoppolo. I like him. I'm not like talking I mean, shit on him. To, I'm talking shit yeah. on Twitter. This goes to Rob Forrest's point though with Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. When he's your starting quarterback and he's playing, you win. It's like if he's so, healthy. Yeah. So it's like. Why do you want to move on from that? And then that's when you kind of got to dig in deeper. Like, well, he's not very accurate. He can't stay healthy. Da, da, da. And he's like, but they win football games. It's like, I get it, Rob. That's the reason why. It's like why. the whole Troy Aikman thing. You know, yeah. you look back at some of his stats, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy really wasn't wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. But he's got two Super Bowl rings. <laughs> so, Jimmy Garoppolo, none. Uh, but I do see the point there. And then the last game on Sunday night is going to be Titans at Rams. Uh, really wish Derrick Henry were playing in this game. He's not going to be, but I did see earlier today Adrian Peterson, who they signed to the practice squad, has been activated uh, to the regular uh, roster. He's going to be playing in this game, it sounds like. But I do still think that this Rams team is too good. I I think they're one of the best teams in football right now. And I know that you were a big Matt Stafford guy, as we talked about earlier. I think that he and Cooper Cup continue to dominate. Uh, They are becoming one of my favorite duos in all of football mainly because they're both on my fantasy football hey, I'm, team. Uh, first of all, I just need to go ahead and apologize for trying to lead the train on Matthew Stafford being good on the Rams because I guess I forgot to turn around and see everyone else that was fucking boarded the train. Yeah. I just thought I was... It's like first. a zombie movie. Everybody just started running. I was just running. too busy on my phone. You know what I mean? I was looking at, wasn't even paying attention. Wasn't, wasn't aware of my surroundings. That's on <laughs> right. me. So I'm sorry. I'm taking the Rams I to win this game by a mile. I'm sorry were, for the Titans. You were higher on Stafford than I was. Because even I was like kind of that doubter. I was like, I don't know how much better he is than Jared Goff. Like, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. But still, I do give myself a lot of credit for drafting him in fantasy football <laughs> and being like, why is yeah, this guy still here? Yeah, we went back and here? looked. I know we talked about it before we went on break. During one of our breaks, we looked. My dumbass took Matt Ryan. Yeah, that's a tough look. But see, I'm, I'm confident enough to say that, that that was a dumb decision. It it's was. one I'm going to learn from. It happened. Next year, I'm going to attack a quarterback again early. Yeah. Number one overall. Probably. A lot. A lot of, <laughs> number one overall. <laughs> In our league, that means you finished at last. Probably. <laughs> I would look at the standings either. It's not looking good for me. I, I, I shouldn't talk about it because people don't care about my fantasy football team. I had, I, I'm thinking I'm in four leagues. One draft, I had a team that I just thought was fantastic. It was like, this Ooh. is the best team I've ever drafted. I've won one game. No shit. Yep. My, I know if you if you're following us along from the radio station, uh, from the radio show that we had, you heard me talk about a fantasy baseball team. Me and my buddies from college, we we placed in the top three. It was like one, two, three, boom, it was us. Like, okay, cool. 
fantasy football, we were at the bottom three. And we were talking about it the other day. I was like, hey, man, that's just what we get for being good at fantasy baseball. We suck at fantasy football. And we look at our teams, and it's like, we're all good. Like, we got good players on our team. Like, I got Saquon Barkley and Zeke Elliott running back. Ball's just not bouncing With your Kyler way. Murray at quarterback. And it's just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Jalen Hurts at quarterback, excuse me. But it's just still like, how? How is it this bad? I am in three leagues this year. And um, in our main league that I'm competitive in, seven-game win streak, seven and one, uh, just riding the backs of Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford the whole way. Yeah. And Michael Pittman, who's been sneaky good yep. all year round. So uh, I'll be watching that Rams game, hoping that they just continue the trend uh, of domination on offense. And then, uh, you know, also, I is Von Miller going to play in this game? I'm not sure if he's – He'll be caught up to speed. I I think he'll probably see a couple. I think reps. he is playing actually. I yeah, think he's maybe a full not go. like, yeah, like a, you know, a full time in there guy, but maybe somebody who. How does that work with defensive players? I'm sorry to cut you off. Like, it's just a hey, when that ball moves, go get the quarterback. I mean, especially for him. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's third down and long. Go. <laughs> yeah, that that's all he has to do. And you know, with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, uh, there's been a lot of talk of that, of course. But I mean, they are they're still so good offensively scoring over 30 points a game defensively they're allowing 21 points but I do think that this defense is better than that number because even like when they need a stop they can get one Mm -hmm. it's just a situation where the offense scores too quickly so yeah you're going to give up some points on defense but uh, Rams Titans it'll also be interesting to see how the Titans bounce back They, they beat the Colts without Derrick Henry for the most part and now they're going to have to face one of the best teams in football I think they can keep it close. I'm interested in seeing how Tannehill looks as being like the main guy. Like Julio Jones is questionable, but if he does play, I mean, this is Tannehill's opportunity to be like, hey, I got us. Like, yeah. I, I have and, good targets in A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Let's push the ball down the field and make some stuff happen. And he's done it before, too. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people kind of question him, too, but, I mean, we have seen him step up and play very good football before. There's a reason why they gave him – all that money. So that will definitely be a good Sunday night game. Uh, But that is it for us today. We will be back on Monday morning, recapping a great tailgate that we will have at Pitt State. Uh, Again, check our socials for details on that one. You can follow us at Miked Up on Twitter, Miked Up 1013 on Instagram, and you can search us. I don't know Facebook, but I'm sure you can find us there. It's just Miked Up. (laughs) I post things there. I guess you can search for Mike Up on Facebook. Here's my question. Do you post things on Facebook or do you post things on Instagram and then it ties to Facebook? 99% of the things I, I post. I'm so sorry to call Instagram. you out. I'm sorry. Yep. I, I definitely threw you underneath the bus right. there. No, I don't. Like, I don't know why. I was early on in Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, I got one of those cool invites. It's like, oh, shit. Nobody else from my school has Facebook. <laughs> I was the shit. And then I just stopped using it. Like, I never post on Facebook anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there had been so many updates and changes where I was like, I don't even know how to fucking do this anymore. It's gotten very annoying. So most of the time, I don't. Over the last year, I've kind of had to relearn how to use Facebook. You've done a decent job. Yeah. And, like, I am also one of those guys that could just delete Facebook and be fine. Please don't, though. The only thing that I use it for are birthdays and events. Yeah, in our local news. Not even so much that. I mean, that's all Facebook is anymore. It's Uh just videos and memes and... Yeah. Random diaries. That, I mean, and entries. that's all my Facebook is, though. Also, it's, just, it's businesses posting mm-hmm. and like having a business page. That's it. I see like no personal 
post anymore. Because the algorithm's all messed up. It's like, what are you interested in seeing or doing or looking at? Yeah, targeted ads. It's like, I don't care what Bethany's doing. Uh-huh. Or I don't know. Like, that's another thing. It's like, everyone's pictures of their kids or like their uh-huh. trips. It's Just like, go to Instagram and exactly. not have to deal with all the other stuff. That's why Facebook bought Instagram because it's like, yeah. that's where everyone's supposed to pictures. Actually, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. Uh, but like I said, we'll be back on Monday right here every weekday and check out our great sponsor at Roper Kia as well. Check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will find it for you. I saw our guy, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready to bring it he's up. He's driving a Jeep. Uh, Gladiator? Jeep Gladiator. It's a the Jeep truck. Fucking I don't... truck, Jeep. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. That's the biggest tires I've ever seen in my I life. Mean, ridiculous. I don't know how he gets in that thing. Yeah, I, I saw it yesterday. He posted, I think he's going to come in the office. So he might hear this in person or if he listens back. This is a true test if he listens or not <laughs> all the way through because this is the end of the show. He posted, he's like, is this a good truck or am I overcompensating? And I was like, nah, if you have to I ask, voted to see the results and they were at 50-50. I mean, if you got to ask, we know the answer. <laughs> yeah, but definitely check out Roper Kia. Uh, like I said, if they don't have what you're looking for on the lot, they will help you find it. And if you mention us at Miked Up, they'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer truck.